Hello and welcome to The Home Building Hero, where we help you become the hero of your new home by providing you all the information that you need to make a great decision, whether you're building, buying, or designing your next project. Today's topic is how first-time buyers can land the home of their dreams. Hi, I'm your host, David Bellman, president of Bellman Homes, and thank you again for tuning in to The Home Building Hero. So if you're a first-time home buyer out there, you're probably hearing a lot of reports of people losing out on houses. And this seems to be a common theme, especially if you're you know, in that lower price point of a starter home. Those homes are going on the market and they're selling extremely quickly. In fact, a lot of times before you're even you know, ready to write an offer, that home is gone. And that can be a very frustrating situation if you are a home buyer because you'll see something that you really like and you think it's the one and you have it swiped out from underneath you. So if that's the situation that you're in, these are some great tips that are gonna help you along the way so that you can land your dream home. So let's get started. The first tip I would have if you're a first time home buyer is first and foremost, get pre-approved and have your pre-approval letter with you. That is probably the most important step. One, you gotta know exactly how much you can afford And you want to have proof that you can afford that home because no seller, no matter how great you are, is going to take an offer on a competitive home if they don't know that you can buy it. And they don't want to tie up their home for a couple weeks and then find out that you cannot buy that home or you cannot afford that home. So first and foremost, you have to have a pre-approval letter, have it signed by your bank and um, make sure that you have that whenever you do an offer and have that with your offer. The second thing that you need to do if you're going to land the home of your dreams as a first-time buyer is be able to make quick decisions. And this is also extremely important. If you know you're looking at a home in, let's say, the $200,000 price point, and in my market that's obviously a very competitive price point, As soon as you see a home that looks like it fits your needs, I'm looking for a three-bedroom home with this size yard, and uh, it's this price point, as soon as one pops up, you've got to be able to go look at it right away and pull the trigger on it if it's the right home for you. And you can't go home and go look at five other houses and then sleep on it and then contact your agent and then wait for them and then write your offer. You, you, you can't go through that slow of a process. You basically have to say, yep, that's what I want. I'm ready to move forward with it and pull the trigger. It sounds kind of counterintuitive to the way most people buy things, but in this competitive of a market, you have to do that. So you gotta be able to make quick decisions. And that is not only when you're writing the offer, but it's also throughout that process. So um, you're going to have to just say, hey, you know what, I know there's a defect here and uh, you know we're going to work through this and, and just get it moved forward. Um, because if you want to buy that home, you're going to have to move quick and you got to be able to make your decisions quickly. If you're not, you're going to have a hard time landing anything. The next thing that you want to do as a first-time buyer so you can land your dream home is find an agent that's going to be available to you. Because again, you can be ready to pull the trigger, you can have your pre-approval letter, you can be able to make quick decisions, but if your agent is MIA all the time, missing in action, that's not going to be good for you. So you need to find an agent that's going to be ready, willing, and able to commit time to you to be able to buy this home. 
And what you may have to do is just say, listen, okay, I'm going to find my agent. We're going to spend, you know, the next day looking at houses and be ready to write an offer and see if there's someone that's willing to commit, you know, most of their day to you um, so that you can do that. Um, or they have a team behind them that they can they can process this very quickly. So maybe they have someone that shows the property and someone else that helps you draft the offer and get it out right away. But you're going to want to make sure that you find someone that can jump at a moment's notice and take care of your needs and get that paperwork across the table so that you can be, if nothing else, in consideration for that offer. That's really important. You've got to be able to act quickly, like I mentioned earlier. If you're not able to jump on something as soon as it comes available, uh, you most likely will lose out, especially if it's in a competitive price point. The next tip I have for first-time buyers so you can land your dream home is be flexible. And that's really important as well. You've got to be flexible. And what I mean by that is you you can't make everything on your terms. You're going to have to match the seller's terms. So, for example, the seller may say, you know what, we're buying another house and closing date has to be, you know, October 27th. That may not at all be the date you were thinking for closing. Maybe you don't want to close on it till November. Or maybe you want to close on it two weeks earlier. Or maybe you're hoping to close on it a month earlier so you can um, match it up with your lease. Well, if you want to get that property there's probably somebody else out there willing to match that closing date. That's a fairly easy thing. So you may have to inconvenience yourself uh, in order to accommodate your seller. And that's why I mean be flexible. So again, you may want to match their closing date or they may say, you know, we want to close on this date, but we want to rent the home back for three more days till our new property is ready. Well, if you really want the home, you're going to kind of have to deal with it. And um, we're in, in an extreme seller market, and so the sellers are going to be able to dictate most of the terms of the purchase, and you're going to have to work around those terms. And that means being flexible. It also means being flexible within the inspections on the home. So if you buy the home and there's an issue with it, you may have to be flexible in how that is remedied. You may have to, um, you may not find that the seller is going to fix the roof. But what they may do is say, okay, you know, obviously we realize there's a defect here, but we don't really want to deal with fixing it. So we've got an estimate for the roof to be done, and uh, we'll give you that as a credit instead, and uh, you can fix it yourself. And you have to be willing to accept that if you want that house, because if you're not, if you're not going to accept those terms, you know, again, they can potentially walk away from that offer and procure another offer that is willing to do that. Now, it's definitely a risk on the seller's end. But again, if you want to get that home, you're going to have to be flexible, not only on closing date, but on inspections and other terms. You're just going to have to be flexible, especially if there's multiple bids on a project. Now, here's some other strategies for you to also help land your dream home. First and foremost, when it's competitive, you're going to want to look at that home right away. You're going to want to act and write an offer right away. And secondly, you're going to want to offer above asking price. And that's pretty common right now, especially in those lower price points. And part of the reason for that is not only that there are more buyers out there than sellers, and we have less than four months of inventory on our market, which is way below normal. But the other thing that we are seeing is investors in the market. And you have investors going in and buying lower priced homes and turning them into rentals. 
And if you want to learn more about that, I do have a podcast up about that as well. And you can check that out and learn more about the rental and the investment market. But you're going to want to offer over asking price. Now, that alone may not get you your home. That may get you in that conversation. But if there's a very competitive situation, you're going to want to offer above asking price. And what you have to ask yourself is, as you're writing this offer, let's say you've looked at a, you know 20 homes, maybe you've lost out on two or three of them. Do you want to keep going through that process? Or if you wake up the next day and find out you don't get the home, are you okay with that? Are you okay with missing out on that one? If you really, really want the home, if you love the home, and that's really what you were dreaming of, offer more. Don't mess around. Don't play games. Go with your best offer to make sure you get it. Now, the other strategy that you can do to land your home of your dreams is also to use what's called an escalator clause. This is something you'll want to talk to your agent about. But when you're writing your offer, what you can do is put in what's called an escalator clause. And basically what it says is, this is my my asking or my purchase price that I'm willing to go on the home. However, if another offer comes in, my offer will automatically bump up and you can pick the dollar amount. So you could say my offer will go up by $1,000 in intervals until it gets over the highest offer. And then you can put a cap on it as well. So you could say, let's say the home you're going to buy is $200,000 and you're worried about it. You put an escalator clause and you say, you know, if another offer comes in, my offer automatically goes up by $1,000 up to $210,000. So if someone writes for two hundred five, dollars your escalator would kick in and your offer would be for two hundred six. dollars so that's all fine and dandy unless someone else also puts in an escalator clause. And then you have, and I've had this happen several times, we have multiple escalators and one may say, okay, well, we're going to go up to 211, one says 212. Well, ultimately, it's where you're going to escalate at the highest price. What's the highest escalator that you use? That's where the house is going to end up. And uh, that strategy can work. Um, again, the nice thing about using the escalator clause is that you may not pay over um, you know, the initial bid if there is no other offer. Now, you can sure bet that that agent, if they get your offer and it's got an escalator clause in it and they've got a full day to wait for your offer, they're not going to accept your offer uh, the first minute that they get it. They're probably going to sit on it and they're going to sit on that offer until probably about a half an hour, hour before uh, the deadline, and they're going to probably be working the phones on any other showings, trying to get another offer in to kick up that price. So there is that, you know, negative connotation to it that, you know, if you have an escalator and uh, they've got some time, that that other broker is going to probably utilize that to try and get their buyer the best price they can if they're if they're an experienced agent that is, and the seller is probably going to be pushing them to do that as well. So that's sort of the drawback to the escalator is that. Um, you're probably going to be waiting till the ultimate end of the deadline. Another tip that you can use as well to land your dream home is to give the seller a short time frame to accept the offer. That's kind of good and kind of bad. That can backfire on you because if you, you only give them a couple hours and they're just not available, um, you know, they may just go ahead and have another offer that's just as good that they can take that's giving them the flexibility for acceptance. 
But sometimes if you write a pretty good offer and you're the first one in and you say, hey, you know, we want to know by the end of the day today, uh, otherwise we're moving on, you can use that strategy as well. And that can be successful as long as, of course, your seller and the broker for the seller are available at that time. And the last suggestion to help you land your dream home is to include a personal letter and a photo as well. And this works very well. So if you are looking at buying a home and you are, you know, got a young family or you have a challenging situation that you overcame, uh, if you've done something really great in the community, whatever the case may be, let the buyer know who you are. Now, cash is king and most people will, of course, still take the better offer. But if two offers are about the same and one has an offer and a picture of you and your family um, you know, at Disneyland with your cute little kids and your dog and uh, you, you talk about how great this house is going to be and, and this is the home of your dreams, um, most people that will strike a chord, 80% of decisions are made on emotion, not on logic. And so if they feel a connection with you, as long as the letter is not uh, condescending or those type of things, that can definitely help you as well. And especially, again, if you have a case where there's an investor involved in buying it, uh, where they can be ultimately flexible and pay cash and close right away. Um, some people might say, hey, I don't want my house being turned into a junky rental. I want it to go to some nice people who are going to take care of it. And that's stuff you want to put in the letter too is like, oh, you know, we love this home. It's beautiful and we want to preserve it and, and we really, you know, want to raise our family in it and, uh, and uh, make sure that it looks just as good as it does today as it does 10 years from now. Those kind of things go a long way and will definitely help you land that home. So include a personal letter and a photo, you know, especially if you have somebody that was in the military or somebody that is in um, the service industry, like a police officer or a school teacher or something like that, where people want to make sure they help them out. Include that in the letter because that will only help you. So I hope you've enjoyed some of these first time buyer tips so you can land your dream home. And we have more information as well on our website. So if you want to learn more about it or check out our other podcasts, you can go to homebuildinghero.com to get all the latest information. And as well, make sure that you are going into your Apple Podcast app and hitting subscribe for the Home Building Hero. All you have to do is search Home Building Hero on that app and hit subscribe. And you'll get notified every time we release a new episode, which typically is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So again, I want to thank you for tuning in to The Home Building Hero. And uh, again, if you are a first-time buyer out there, we wish you a lot of luck so that you guys can land your dream home. Please use these tips and you will get the home of your dreams. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you all soon.